Alright, hey there anime fans, this is Amazing Beam here coming to you with another little Halloween special today, and I am joined with... Of course you are joined with me, the most greatest and most powerful gamer in the world, He-Man 493. I, I, again, am humbled to come and save you listeners from your boredom. You may bask in my glory, listeners. But we today are not alone. It's not just me and Amazing Bean. Today, we have two cool dudes from the Comic Crusade podcast, Nick and Brian, who today are going to discuss with us the best and most scariest monsters in comic book, movies, anime, and manga. Nick and Brian, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm Nick. And I'm Brian, obviously. Yeah, we host the Comic Crusade podcast where each week we one of us picks a new comic. We read it and then discuss it in a little book club kind of fashion. You can find us on a lot of things like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most importantly, you can follow our hilarious Twitter on at, at, at crusade underscore comics on Twitter. So, All right. Welcome. Welcome, you guys. So... Today, we're going to have a little, like I said, a Hello Halloween special, and today we've actually all brought um, some lists. Um, today, we're going to be talking about some of our favorites or either our scariest monsters, um, either in movies, anime, anything like that, that we've thought of, that uh, or in comics that we've thought of, and we're going to be sharing that with you guys today. So, um, is there anybody that would like to go first? I'll let our guests go first. Brian, you picked our number 10, so. Okay, so we're just gonna have to go from the bottom of the list up. Fair enough. I picked the Titans from Attack and Titan for obvious reasons. Really? <laughs> Interesting. They are, the they're big, they're scary. They're... They eat people. What more can you want from a monster? Very, they're, like, they're like zombies, but big. Hmm. Okay. Um, any particular scene or any type of um, particular. Um volume of a manga that you guys remember the titans being that like, convinced you that the titans were like the scariest thing you ever seen oh yeah for sure for me it's um i don't know his name but there is a character okay this is going to be really hard to explain without i guess specific names or context but pretty much it's a <laughs> I'll, character I'll, I'll, I'll assist you. okay i i don't remember his name but he was one of the one of the more uh famous i guess core members or whatever and he's outside of the walls. He's investigating something. And this is where he first meets the Beast Titan. But that's not specifically what makes the Titan scary. It's the fact that they listen to the Beast Titan's orders. And they essentially eat this guy when he tells them to. Now, the whole time, it's very tense, the whole scene. Because, you know, they're just holding on to this human being. It's like three different Titans. Some of them are hiding. Some of them are looking at him. Some of them are tucked in directly. And it's just so horrifying. And when they do, in fact, actually go ahead and eat him. It's awful. He's screaming the entire time. There's all these little wet, you know, squelching noises and bones Ugh. breaking and, you know, the, the works, essentially. And yeah, that, no. that sold it for me. I think it's in season two, actually, that happens. That uh, sounds familiar to anyone else, but yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. I have another Titan scene, particularly scary, mm -hmm. with the Beast Titan, because the Beast Titan is very horrific, usually. Okay. And Brian, you, you and I both know this scene very well, because we have a lot of lengths talking about it. When they finally are retaking the one district in like season three i think it is 
and they're like doing their heroic charge at the beast titan right and he fucking throws the trees and rocks and shit and just wipes out all of them while annihilates all of them while joking and being like that's a baseball like haha <laughs> and there's nothing more scary than an unbeatable villain who is joking not, at you honestly the way he just casually takes out so many with next to no effort is still beyond me but yeah and that's our number 10 um yeah that's that's a big one and i didn't expect you to go to to, to anime or manga so huh well this is just my opinion but I remember a beast that was alien, an alien dragon. And this dragon was from Marvel Comics. And for me, when I first seen this thing, I was just looking like, how in the world is Iron Man going to beat this thing? And that person's name is Fing Fang Foom. I... How, how are you scared of a guy named Fing Fang Foom? <laughs> I was a young kid and I was a pretzel with dog on it. But <laughs> I think it was just like, it was just like, like they really didn't use his full name. It was like, he who limbs, uh, limbs shatter mountains and he who back scrapes the sun. It was like, okay, I know when people don't, when they have names like that, they're scary. Like his strength is, I mean, just look at this, looking at him, he's a colossal beast from uh, a planet that I can't even pronounce, uh, Katakoravia. Um, you know he his powers are just unreal where he can uh he can expel acid like a green mist from his mouth he can use tele telepathy uh, he can utilize a uh, uh, telepathic um abilities to a degree for communication shape shifting abilities are scary because he can shape shift so you don't even know that thing fan boom's behind you and he can just kill you um above average intelligence so he's not a dumb creature like a like titans are just more animalistic they're more just there to eat and that's about it where he actually can plan things versed in many martial arts this is a monster that's not only intelligent but can plan and that scares me because when a monster has intelligence and knows how to execute his plans now you're not dealing with just like oh this rampaging monster that just wants to destroy things now you're dealing with more of a diabolical monster that you think you've beaten but you really haven't any disagreement any didn't arcing? didn't squirrel girl beat fin fang foom squirrel girl beat everybody honestly yeah, <laughs> I, so I, ain't, I ain't scared of anybody that is beaten by squirrel girl <laughs> <laughs> just be like you just see this big freaking dragon alien dragon like i'm the king of the world and then the squirrel girl just slaps him in the face <laughs> oh boy um so yeah what is your number nine my all friends? right we for number nine we have a great pick let me just tell you i love this pick and it is none other than classic dc villain the gentleman ghost who is in fact a monster because he is a ghost, which falls under the monster monster category. He is mm -hmm. dapper and a gentleman, which I think is very scary. Just anybody who talks, oh yes, <laughs> I am the gentleman ghost. Like that's, that's horrifying. Right, he, obviously. He primarily yeah. fights Batman the Brave and the Bold in that great cartoon and 
Hawkman sometimes. Okay. Like, what more can you want? He is a ghost with a top hat. That is spooky. Well, can I ask you guys, what does he have any kind of weaknesses at all? I think it's just like, oh, is it lead or silver? Brian, do you know? Oh, I have no idea. The only <laughs> the only interaction I've ever had with Gentleman Ghost ever was in one cartoon from uh, Brave and the Bold. So, I'm not quite familiar with him as you are. I'm sure. Oh no, it's Nth Metal. It's the made up DC oh, Metal yes, Nth of Metal. Of course. And if you if it gets hit with it, you know he's he's out like a light. But usually he's imbeatable. So you, if I'm Green Arrow and I'm just running along and wherever the hell Green Arrow is, and Gentleman Ghost shows up, I have no answer. He gets to rob all the banks. So, I think that's pretty scary. Hmm. All right. Gentleman Ghost. I didn't expect that. That's a new one. I, I got to check him out. I, w- I would just call the Ghostbusters. That's just me personally. Oh, they could take him down pretty pretty easily. That is true. His, his other weakness, 80s action heroes. <laughs> 80s action <laughs> Just call Rambo or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mines, if is a person that hails from another dimension called Mojo World. That his race of... Yeah. It's Mojo. Now, mm-hmm. Mojo is pretty scary. Is a per- Mojo is a person who I remember he tried to literally force the X-Men to, like, work for him. And he almost succeeded. I think his successor... uh tried to do the same thing but he failed too but this person has made a legion of people to serve under him i believe they're called uh x babies or he's evolved with something like that um his right. name, he, hmm? he created the x babies where he yeah. bring all the x-men into babies and tried to like make a tv show Mm-hmm. And I believe the new the new mutants didn't weren't they the ones that came and saved them? I think I read that comic. Probably that sounds and something I, they did in the nineties. And I think also um, that was the exact same time that he captured the very first Psylocke, and he implanted some cameras in her eyes so that he could spy on the X Men. So that was sort of a a bittersweet victory for them when they did get away from that, it's because she was too afraid to tell the X Men that she had those cameras in her eyes. So. Every time that she followed them around, he was basically, you know, recording them, showing them to his audience in his own world, his own dimension. And that was kind of, you know, I guess a little bit perverted, I guess, honestly. But, you know, yeah. that's Mojo. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Because she can't see unless she, like, uses her mind control powers to, like, see out of other people, other people's eyes. I remember that shit. Oh, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty spooky. I wouldn't like that. Yeah. Known abilities that he has is firebolts of energy from his hands, mind control to the extent that he once controlled the entire world in mind control. That is hardcore. He can fly with his mechanical carnage, carriage, carriage, carriage. He can walk up walls with mechanical, with the mechanical carriage, and most of the time he uses spirals, spirals to travel through dimensions as well as control his populace. Okay, that's that's just downright just we need to not let him like ever out of a cage. Like if we if they capture him, don't let him out because he's gonna take like take over the world, basically. Um I know he's You know, I Yo go ahead. No, I think the thing that really scared me about him, the thing that really messed me up about him is 
I forgot her name. You guys can correct me, but you know his henchman, his henchwoman rather. Spiral. Has, yes. You know? Do you guys know her origin? Basically. I do not. I'm not aware of it. I I believe that her origin is something like she was a movie star, basically, and I think she was sort of tortured, you know, kind of annoyed with her life, and when she came in contact with Mojo, um, well, she actually didn't con- come in contact with him. She actually came in contact with herself from the future, and her future self tortured her to the point that she went insane. And the thing is, this was all done on Mojo's order. So when you think about it. She is actually caught in a sort of a time loop in her her own you know mind basically where she will constantly you know she she will turn into spiral eventually and then she will go back in time torture herself to make herself go crazy and it it continues that cycle over and over and over again so she's kind of like stuck in her own torture I guess and like I said this is all done by his order for for his entertainment for his joy whatever you want to call it. And I think that's just kind of freaky on on my end because you know, it's it's it, that's just that's that's almost a fate that's kind of worse than death to me. So, yeah, that's that's really creepy. But also, I'd like to say that's kind of like classic '90s dumb. Where they <laughs> kind of just make this weird thing like, oh, you're my future self, but you're like from the past or some shit, and it's always. What's with the X-Men and all this time travel? Mm. I swear. Yeah, really. They just need to, like, not. Just don't. <laughs> just don't time travel. Um, so, what would be your... Oh, any disagreements? Any? Oh, no. No. Mojo's pretty scary. I'll, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Number n- Back to you guys. What is... Yeah, go oh. ahead. Your number... I think we're on number eight now. Oh, oh yeah, number eight. So that's us, right? Yeah, we had the uh, parasites from Parasite the Maxim. Oh, oh boy. Well, <laughs> yeah. Very so a little bit of a background, I suppose. The parasites were they're alien parasites. I don't think it's ever explained how they got on Earth at any mm-hmm. point in time, but I think maybe like some meteor or something had like some eggs on it, and then they crashed on Earth. It doesn't matter. Point is. How it works is they infect people, like they go into your brain and then they just rewire your body. So it's so mentally, they are in charge, and physically your body changes as well to suit them. So you have like little weird transformations and claws and things that don't make a whole lot of sense, but it's really cool to see. So, uh, yeah, the parasites from Parasite of Maxim. It's our number eight. Whew. Um, any what? particular scene? I- oh, go ahead. I think for me, um, like a particular scene that I kind of that kind of bothered me about that monster is I've seen that anime, and the thing about them is that they can. Um, when you were talking about how they can kind of, you know, shapeshift a human body to kind of do what it what they want, a lot of times they actually will shapeshift into sort of like these blades that you know are faster than the human eye can see. Yeah. So the thing is, like, you know, you might be walking towards a person in a hallway, you don't know that they're infected with that parasite, and suddenly their their head will split open and turn into a giant, you know, uh, dagger or scythe or blade or something, and will just kind of cut your head off. Right. And you will have no kind of warning to that whatsoever. Like, you they're, know? they're superior to humans in every single way, so there's no way a normal person <laughs> could, you know, try and match them in exactly. any sort of way, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what kind of bothers me about them, is just 
it, it's it's invasion of the body snatchers, but kind of like taken to another degree. So. All right. Um, All right. So, do you mind me, if I take this one, E-Man? This next to spot. Have to go with. Oh. Go ahead. Oh. Um. Well, the go thing is, it. I wanted to say for number eight, I want to talk about. Um, someone that's actually in Amer oh, Japanese movies, but also American movies. We've seen the remake. Um, if you didn't know, um, the girl from The Grudge, her actual name in this movie is called um, Kakako Saeki. And um, the thing about this movie that kind of bothered me about that monster is that, you know, there's never, there's, there's no way to defeat her in a sense. You know, when you think about it, like, I think that's what makes some of the monsters the most scariest when there's no way to defeat them. That makes sense. Because, you know, you, you if you saw the movie, I guess if you guys have seen the American movie at least, you know, she will literally follow you to the ends of the earth until she has captured you and killed you and tortured you, you know, whatever she does after she's, after she's um, done killing you mercilessly. And the thing is, like, <laughs> in sort of a funny sense, you know, she can um, she can hide anywhere, she can... Uh, like I said, you can't outrun her. But also, I think the thing is, like, the thing that scared me about that movie is the fact that she does not wait until, you know, nighttime or, you know, just some other kind of um, stereotypical horror time to attack you. She might get you, like, in broad daylight when you're just riding the bus or, you know, when you're in the middle of a crowd even. She's just, you know, I don't know, she's, she's just almost just an unstoppable force, basically. And that's one of the things that really scared me about that. Have you guys seen that movie at all? I've seen clips from it, and I think I could beat the Grudge Girl's ass. Like, what? 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 How are you gonna oh. do that? Tell me. Oh. Just tell me. She like she's like four foot. No, like, she's she now she is a ghost. She like how how are you gonna stop that? I, I, I ain't afraid I no ghosts. Like, uh. <laughs> I got a vacuum cleaner. Like ooh, like come here, Grudge Girl. Like get out of here. <laughs> Oh, well, the thing is, like, in the movies, like I said, they never actually found a way to defeat her, you know? Um, I know this is kind of funny, but at the very end um, of one of the movies, one of the spoilers. girls... Yes, oh, sorry, spoilers ahead. Sorry, everybody. But um, basically, at the end of the movie, one girl who she was chasing the whole movie, she ends up getting her, but she gets her because the girl is actually, like, hiding in her sweater, you know, she's too she's she's too afraid. I know it sounds silly. I said it sounds silly. <laughs> however, however, the thing is, at the very end, she looks up at somebody, and you see these hands coming out of her hood. You know, obviously from the you know the darkness back in her in her hoodie, and she just grabs her and she just disappears. You don't know what the hell happened to her. You know, like I'm saying, like and this is a girl who was in Japan for a while, and when she was cursed by her, she went back to I think Chicago, I think. And she still couldn't outrun her. So I mean that that's that's an unstoppable force if I've ever seen one. So I I'd, I'd be surprised if you guys did beat that, but hey, more power to you. I think if me and Brian teamed up, the Grudge Girl would be no match for our combined might and intelligence. <laughs> All right, well, I'd, I'd like to see that. <laughs> you you got you guys can make the next movie. You can figure out a way to kill her. I like to see that. I think that would make I've never seen The Grudge, so I really can't talk on the quality. Yeah, I think a better that. movie would just be she like appears and then somebody punts her, and then roll the credits. Like, oh, 
<laughs> Why nobody ever tried a fucking football kicker? Like, well, they actually. The funny thing is, um, if you guys ever seen the scary movie, those American movies, the comedy yeah, movies, that, of course, they yeah. actually they that's what they did. But even then, you know, they still couldn't beat her. So anyway, <laughs> so yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think so it's still you. a respectable pick, though, because that's mm-hmm. a very legendary monster that gets yeah. brought up a lot. So. Mm-hmm. Respect, All but right. I'm not scared of it. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'll let you guys watch the movie and tell me how you think then. So, bring it back. You guys have number seven. Go ahead. Okay, this one is kind of a reach, but I think it definitely qualifies as a monster. And we're doing Vampire Batman from Batman Red Rain. Mm. And okay. this is the story is just, if you haven't read out there, it is Batman fights Dracula, and Dracula ends up infecting Batman. Batman becomes a vampire, and he's now Vampire Batman. What? You know, how can you beat that? First off, nobody can beat regular Batman. He's Except gone up Bane again. No, sorry, go ahead. Excuse me. Uh, he beats Bane in the end. Okay. Bane won the battle, but Batman won the war. Yeah. Because that is scary, he's the world's like... most... Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, he's the world's most popular hero, and he will never lose. Not to mention that intellect. I mean, if you look at his um, Batman Metal series when he went crazy and became the the bat, the bat who laughs, just that alone, with that intellect, um, that's scary. Batman is a very very intelligent superhero, and now that corrupted in any type of way is going to bring a lot of problems for any hero who dares even think about trying to challenge him. Um, exactly exactly how are you gonna beat it he's, he's batman but now he has superpowers well is he a, is can i ask you is he a, a vampire in the sense that like a regular vampire stuff can kill him like garlic holy water the steak to the heart etc i think so yeah but that kills normal people oh yeah of course but i mean no <laughs> well <laughs> i mean for a vampire too i mean the thing is like in movies we've seen vampires get killed just easily you know just I don't know, throw some holy water on them, you know, just in creative ways, you know? Yeah, does that's he, fair. Does, does he ever go up against um, the man bat? Uh, I, I I think they continued off the original, but I've actually only ever read the original and then seen, like, the movie they made, like, the animated one. Mm-hmm. But I don't think so, but I think that is a missed opportunity if they do not. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. To, uh, to me, that's I don't know if that's super scary to me because the thing is, like I said, you can kill a vampire. If, 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 if he is just like every other vampire, there are so many weaknesses that I feel like he could have. I know could he, you, I know, I know he's Batman. I know he's Batman. Could but, you kill a vampire? Yeah, hell they're yeah. super fast, super strong. Like, what are you gonna do? The stake to the heart, same thing. Let no, actually, I'll take the stake when he's about to run into me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll hold it up. And when he's about to attack me, he'll run into it and impale himself. But Batman thought of that, and he's already got a plan that like outmaneuvers that. He's wearing a suit made out of newspaper, like <laughs> phone books. So you can't. Let, it stops at the phone book, and then he gets you. Like, but what if what I'll be covered in holy water? What about that? He's thought of that too. Yeah. What is he gonna do? Get a blow dryer? He might in his utility belt. <laughs> and not to mention, he can enthrall you. Just exactly. Well, I think I think I would go back and forth with Batman on that one. <laughs> All right. 
Oh boy. Oh, so I guess it's my turn now. Mm-hmm. Well, this one was hard because there's a lot of monsters in this particular comic books universe. But I just had to go with the uh, with the old faithful. Image Comics um, Spawn the Violator. Mm. Um, hmm. He is one of five demonic brothers known as the Philbolic Brothers, born a demon of a father and a human mother. His mother did not survive the birth. I mean, come on, how would you survive a birth of a demon? Um, he has given Spawn hell ever since he, that day he rejected him to be, uh, to be part of Satan's army. Um, he has fought so many um, uh, people. The one that's been um, noted is uh, his battle against Bad Rock. Uh, uh, he has the abilities. He has divine powers, which surprised me. He has super superior strength, shape-shifting abilities, unarmed combat abilities, breathes fire and energy beams. Since he's a demon, he certainly can't he has earthly limitations that does not apply to him and he can do anything like breathe both air and water and doesn't need to eat to survive um he has the ability to jam guns so even if you had a gun that's not gonna work and telepathy um so you think if these two like batman uh, vampire batman and the violator were to go at uh, head to head who you think would make it out alive now, I have never interacted with Spawn Media. Mm-hmm. Brian, have you? So, specifically, the only information I have on Spawn are either Robot Chicken sketches. Mm-hmm. That five minutes, I watched that one movie that one time way back in Nigeria years ago. And the Mortal Kombat 11 game, in which they have like, <laughs> different references mm. sometimes when they talk. That is right. all I know about the character Spawn. I like Spawn. I've seen Violator's head, I want to say, in, in the game at some point. That's it. I'm not quite sure what else he has going for him he, besides that. He looks pretty spooky. I'm looking up pictures of him because I've never seen him. Right. He's he is sometimes a juggalo and then sometimes a giant monster. So both of those scare me. I think the thing is that scares a lot of people about him is he's also, like you said, you said a juggalo. I think I, I always said he was a clown, basically, because the thing is he has a very Joker-esque feel to him. You know, imagine that obviously the Joker is a human being. But this guy is actually has supernatural powers that are kind of like, you know, makes him more powerful, basically. So imagine someone like really just messing with your mind, like the way the Joker does. But he can also do all these powers, shapeshift, beams, telepathy, etc. So, you know, he, I feel like he's kind of like the Joker on steroids almost from mm-hmm. hell, basically. All right. That's yeah, that's fair. He I. He's definitely more scary than like the Joker, because you know, if you're, you're, like you said, if you give the Joker powers, like that's infinitely scarier. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we? What we? Up? All right. So number six. Now? We are number six. Yes. So it's back to you guys. Number six. So our number six. This might make some people angry. So fair <laughs> warning. We have picked no one's favorite member of the Fantastic Four, The Thing. He is big, he is ugly, and he is orange. Those are all characteristics of monsters, I'd say. And I'm just speaking personally, but if I saw him walking down the street, I would definitely be terrified. He 
is a rock like creature can never change from that and he's just stuck and that is scary and in a more meta sense it's scary for him to be the thing is he's trapped being this monster so say that one more time was it the thing the thing from the fantastic four I oh, see. Yeah. oh well, he's not—he's not a monster. Though he's a good guy. Well, yeah, but he is monster. He's monster. Exactly. He's a monster. He is a monster. <laughs> he is ugly and a monster <laughs> and yucky. Oh hey, he—he—he he, he just needs some lotion and some moisturizer, and he will be okay. <laughs> I don't know what kind of moisturizer you're using. But... <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, I. And if we want to go even further, he's part of those Fantastic Four movies, which are pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> the reboot anyway was uh not what's all of them suck the first two were, they're charming in their own sort of weird you know cheesy way but the new one i heard had nothing going for it i never saw yeah. it obviously so yeah yeah i think the new one wasn't as good as it should have been um i think they tried to do a little bit too much you know with the pop references and stuff like that um for me my number six oh go ahead no, I was, I was going to say, I don't, I don't know if I agree with the thing, because the, the thing has a heart. He's not, he's not out for blood. You know, he, he doesn't use his powers for, like, his own personal gain, I guess. He's just, he's just an average guy that got kind of unlucky, got hit by some radioactive beams. You know, who, who, gets, who gets hit by that on a, on a regular basis? You know, just cut the guy some slack, I guess. I don't know. I, people, my... though, right? I mean, what he did not turn into rock people. Yeah. Well, they, they got lucky, so, you know. So. <laughs> I'm just saying, on the more, like, I mean, traditional mm-hmm. sense of a monster, to me, if I just see him on the street, I would be scared. You know? Like, it may be shitty for me to be scared of him, like, but I'm still scared. He's gross. Oh, yeah. Just but let him let him talk for a second. You know, you'll see he's just like a big teddy bear, you know? Don't, 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 let, him touch, don't let him touch you, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but then he has a Brooklyn accent, and that's even right. worse. <laughs> No, oh my god. The one true crime. Oh. I don't know. I I I'd like to, you know, I'll have a cup of coffee cup of coffee with the thing. I think he's a pretty okay guy. I wouldn't let him I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> but he'll take the pole and smash I'll smash smash you guys then. All right. All right, moving on. Number number 6 we're on. Yeah, for me. Uh so I'm going to go with one called Morbius, the uh, the I believe vampire, living vampire. Um, mm-hmm. That's a good one. Here is just a list of what he has done or known kills and crimes. He has killed his partner Nico on a ship while changing him into a living vampire. He's killed people on another ship, all of them, brutally. He has killed an old man as soon as he got onto land <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> he killed he kidnapped a girl killed a girl walking late at night lee led the midnight suns into a trap on the brooklyn bridge as well as the murder of lois Hastlings. sucked the blood out of uh, lin fang in a battle with with the midnight suns in greenland broke the life fluid of bloodbath killed wrath the killed the wrath with help of deadlock poisoned bloodthirst after his after he left his body killed the blood leader and just murdered a journalist because you know she was putting some 
you know, pretty mean tweets on Twitter. He didn't like that too much. Too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. He's he's another vampire. I can I can see that. Um, <clears throat> I think. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm still. I'm I'm sorry, you guys. I'm still kind of like if if he's another vampire. There's a billion ways that he can kind of go down. That's that's just me though. That's my opinion. What what do you oh, guys wait, think? Wait, wait, wait. I I agree with you on Morpheus because he is. You know, I think. Look, look. A lot of writers love to like have Morpheus in these Spider-Man stories. But I don't think he's that. He's kind of lame. <laughs> I'm not scared of him. He looks kind of doofy. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on like I guess like the way they draw him up. Um, the weaknesses, as I'm reading them um, from Comic Vine, Morbius's weaknesses, however, are not supernatural. Amazing Bean. So no. none of the things you thought about with you used with against uh, Bat- Vampire Batman would work. He. However, he does have similar weaknesses where he avoids sunlight, which results in a photosensitive skin, which does a, which doesn't prevent damage from the sun. Morbius does not prevent does does not pre- uh, possess the ability to shapeshift or weather control, such as uh, exhibited by true vampires. So he's kind of like a like a pseudo vampire. Like he took some like nature pills from a TED talk or something, and like oh, now okay. he's a vampire. So he's not even one of the cool vampires, then he's just kind of there. Yeah. No, he sucks energy through his fingertips. <laughs> okay. Oh, he'd be kind of fun with the ladies, wouldn't he? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> Absolutely. This Absolutely. is scary. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Halloween. Okay, back to the scary stuff. Um, I don't know, he, he'd have a good career as an um, adult performer, but anyway. <laughs> Um, but you know, we're going to take a short break and then we'll get to our top five monsters. So you guys stick around and we'll be right back. All right. All right, guys, we are back again with our little Halloween special and our little collaboration. And once again, my name is Amazing Beam, and I'm joined with... The most powerful gamer in the universe, me, He-Man 493, your savior from boredom, once again. And we are joined once again by the Comic Crusade's uh, best recorders, Nick and Brian, who have been having a blast naming some of the most scariest, terrifying, or somewhat lame, in opinion, monsters <laughs> from movies, anime, and comic books. So, you guys ready to do the top five? Oh, I'm as ready as I'm ever going to be. <laughs> All right. All right, so why don't you guys, yeah, you guys go first, number five. Go ahead. Okay, so... Another hot controversial take. We have if he, uh, one of the greatest anime and manga ever written, Monster Masumi. And more specifically, we want to talk about the Snake Girls or the Lamia people because I think that's scary as shit. A snake woman with giant titties scares the hell out of me. Oh, wow. Um, it, Monster is wow. in the title, so I think it's fair. It counts. It definitely counts for sure. Definitely what? Definitely can... Go ahead. What, what kind of powers do they have? 
Uh, they uh, big long snake tails, and I know they can like they're pretty strong tails. They can curl up, and they often curl up with the main protagonist. And like, oh no, it's so like tight, but I'm snuggled with a big snake lady. And I saw one clip from that show, and I was terrified. This is like a boa constrictor where they kind of like squeeze you to death. Yeah, but not but in a sexy way. Oh. I was gonna say, I'm like, well, you know, if you want a nice girl to hold on to, you know, it's, I don't know, not the, it's not the worst thing. Yeah. This pick well, actually. I mean. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just gonna say this pick actually comes from our host who is not here with us, Luke. He is a very big fan of this series, and he insisted we had to talk about Monster Masume, which. I know Brian is really into Snake Girls, as he's told me. Uh, no comment whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I don't know. Where do they actually live? Can you give me some more context behind them? Like, do they live uh, like underground or something? No, they live in your house with you. Yeah, <laughs> in the empty's house. In your bed. <laughs> in your bed. They're, they're you cold-blooded, you see, so you have to be close at all times. They have to warm up. Baka. <laughs> They're Ryan. very elo. Yeah, it's your classic harem, but with monster girls. Do they have a um, certain weakness at all? Uh, I think they have a weakness as they are all very thirsty. Yeah, for got the very main characters. Tales, I remember. Oh, they are so. Thirsty. Oh, they do. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I mean, they are. They thirsty need a tall glass of water. They are so thirsty for that. For that D. <laughs> but uh. Oh, well. Are, do they have any uh, similarities with Medusa at all? No, they don't do the Besides whole turn you to stone thing. Oh, okay, no, no, no. Okay. Not. I, I feel like Medusa would be a little bit scary, just in my opinion, I guess. Just because, like, I don't know, getting turned to stone and being like that for the rest of eternity while she kind of just, you're her plaything, that kind of freaks me out well, a little bit, I guess. I mean, but, once I look at the Lamia from Monster Masumi, something of mine turns to stone, so... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying so hard to not make that joke and he just come out with it. Probably. He 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 lobbed it up. I had to slam it on it. It was it was so obvious and so right there. And I said, I'm not gonna go for it. But here you are. I mean, I have no fact about no decency, no no shame whatsoever. No All right. Oh. Well, I'll um, I'll, I'll take you guys. Fact. I'll take. I'll say I'll, I'll take go Luke's ahead. word for it. I'll say that. That's all. Uh, before I go into mine, number five, interesting fact about Medusa, the reason why she turns her victims into stone is because she has no friends because Athena was a bitch and basically, like, turned her into a monster because Poseidon decided to, uh, let's say, take a certain thing from her. We'll leave it at that. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I'm actually, like, a little bit of a Greek mythology uh, nerd slightly. And yeah, Athena and all the gods are just kind of like awful people. Medusa mm-hmm. didn't deserve it. The, the very first person who became a spider doesn't didn't, didn't deserve that either. Um, a lot of people got screwed over out of jealousy and just, mm-hmm. you know, dumb reasons by the Olympians. Yeah. So Medusa, I yeah. personally don't have anything against. But yeah. yeah, I can agree with that. I've, I've read some of that too. Athena was kind of, she's always jealous. Anybody she's jealous of, like, it's like cursed, basically. So, I mean, really, in that situation, Athena is kind of the monster because she's kind of just uncontrolled, basically, you know? But anyway, yeah. All right. For for me, for my number five, I have the Yama from Claymore. Now, the Yama... Mm. Oh. 
The Yama are beings that feed on human flesh and blood. They can shapeshift into humans' forms that allows them to live among humans. The organization creates them by rounding up orphan boys and sending them to the north while girls get sent to the east to become claymores. They are created combining the flesh of both humanoid and the awakened Ascardium, which forces a parasite with transfigurative abilities. This is capable of affecting the brains of unsuspecting human hosts. The end result is a Yuma. Uh, humans have strength and speed beyond humans, can regenerate damaged bodies and increase speeds. Humanas uh, Yuma, in their true state have golden uh, cat-like eyes, razor-sharp teeth, claws, muscular elongated limbs, torsos, purple blood, and brown, purple, and gray or green skin. And, I'm not done just yet, there are different levels of Yuma. They're not just like one beast. No. The normal Yuma is pretty weak, but when you get all the way to freaking abyssal abyssal ones, that they're freaking scary. Like there is one like they they can shape shift. They are incredibly strong. Like one abyssal one has the face of a lion almost. Mm-hmm. One another abyssal one has like tentacles. And it looks like a like a long haired woman. Um, it, it is freaky, dude. Like they eat humans. Like they just—they're highly intelligent people, and they will fuck with your mind and make you even, unfortunately, kill um, family members wrongfully if you guess wrong of who they are. It's kind of like think back to like how the Salem witch trials, or you know, back then when like everyone was considered to be a witch and they were wrong, and they just didn't know what to do afterwards it's kind of like that um um overwhelming uh rage mixed with sexual ecstasy is why claymores find it hard to difficult uh difficult to control their awakening so even claymores who are supposed to be to be the females who are supposed to take them down find it hard to control their own powers from this um yeah so what do you guys think I can I, I I can agree with that just because like they are very they're almost they're very animalistic I'd I'd say you know they they show no mercy and they'll just they will just tear you limb from limb and just eat you basically so I, I can I can see that. Now I've never experienced this. You don't. Monster have never experienced claymore. Yeah, but they sounded pretty spooky. Your description killed it and made me pretty scared of them. And honestly, got me pretty interested in reading it. Yeah, okay. yeah, I, I, I'd recommend that because the thing is, like, I, th- I think in general, anything that has like any kind of monster that is a race, you know, where they can kind of just maul you. I mean, um, imagine almost like a pack of uh, wolves kind of just coming down on you at once. You know what I mean? I think that's uh, imagine that. You know, <clears throat> um. I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to think of like maybe something that might be like an equivalent to kind of explain it otherwise like if you guys have, they, they almost remind me of those uh how can i say those uh did you guys ever see that movie uh, van helsing with hugh jackman no no, no i have okay. not <laughs> okay well never mind it's i was gonna say like they okay. kind of remind me of those flying vampire ladies in there yeah they remind me a little bit of that but um they're just like i said they're just very animalistic and they just you can even say that, you know, they're similar to Titans. They're obviously smaller, but um, just imagine like a pack of like 
monstrous human-like um, creatures kind of just feasting on humans, basically. So, And then they're disguised yeah, yeah. as humans. So your girlfriend that you've been probably begging for the last six months could be one. Oh. Just, just think <laughs> about that. Just think about it. You're like, that's not a happy ending. <laughs> Yuck. What is it? That's a scary freaking ending. Like the girl that you finally, you're like the lonely guy and you finally get a girl that attracts you. And all this time you've been like screwing around. To turn out, she's a fucking Yuma. What's scary as fuck? As long as she loves me for who I am, I don't care what she is. <laughs> oh, aren't, isn't that sweet? <laughs> I don't discriminate against sure monster right girls. There. That's right. Is she going to bite me? I am. Be like, get the hell away from me. My goodness. Anyway. Um, so All I right. Guess, I guess number five now? I mean, no, four. 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 Number four. Yeah, number, number four. And five. Right. Back to you guys. Okay, so number four would be hollows from bleach Ooh, okay I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that yeah, this is actually a little bit of a slight cheat i guess because hollows can come in different shapes forms sizes obviously and uh, they can look like male models or they can look like eldritch monstrosities from hell it all depends on how powerful they are i guess so well i guess we're talking about the not incredibly super powerful ones that look incredibly human but more so the ones that are i guess a bit more monstrous if that makes any sense mm -hmm. right or just in general, polls in general, they're just kind of cool. Sometimes scary. They are, they are very spooky in early Bleach, especially. Right. Until again, they all just get hot and have powers. But... Yeah, until they become more powerful and more sexy. As the power meter goes up in Bleach, the sexier you become. That is literally how it works. <laughs> the, the more sexy. I think a particularly women, scary. Oh, I mean, oh, everyone. No, all of them. Yeah. Men, the women. For the men, I want to say like, I don't even know if Yora got like more beautiful as he got stronger than he. Yeah. He got like longer hair, more uh, deeper eyeshadow or whatever was going on with his face makeup. I don't know. Uh, Tia Harabel, which was number three, she just got bigger boobs at some point. <laughs> That's always a power up, I guess. In anime. It is a power up. I think. <laughs> I think a particularly scary one is if we all the. I think the spookiest is the blind samurai chosen. He turns into a giant fly monster and it's, I don't know what it is about it, but it looks awfully creepy and it it's got, weird. he has no eyes and then he has a billion eyes and I don't know, man, it's kind of spooky, but he gets beat pretty quickly. Not very powerful because he's not hot. Giant flies aren't hot. Right. <laughs> His okay. ultimate form was like some weird, like half like he had like a human head still i think almost in like a bug body i don't know what was going on with that i'm not sure what the design was or what the thought process was behind the whole character there but uh yeah it wasn't too good if anything i think he was even better before he did the transformation when he had his little mask on because he was like still cool looking and he still could move around like a normal person but he became a bug and just became useless but he was creepy for a little bit so all right then well, um, are, I'm going to say, do they have any weaknesses at all? Uh, being hit in the head is... <laughs> well, that's like everyone's weakness. So Until it's not, though. So no, no particular weakness. Fun fact, if you, you can only see them if you are a spirit, and they can still attack you. So 
if this was happening, you know, outside you're going to the local like drugstore to pick up a pack of cigarettes and your head just flies off because a hollow has like eaten you and attacked you and you don't know what happened. So that's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Alright, yeah, then. That is very scary. Um I for me, I had to go with with some classic uh classic uh anime back in the day. I'm gonna say Princess um, Munike, um, the boar demon. And the boar demon is kind of a sad story in a way. He, his real name is Naga, and Naga was a boar god and the leader of the boar clan in Princess Mononoke. He was turned into a demon god after being shot by Lady Ishiba, uh, whilst fighting the humans under her. He later killed by, um, Akasha with his arrows. When Nakata is cursed, uh, when Nagato Naga go uh, curse touched uh, Prince Akasta, it cursed him as well, dooming Akasta to die slowly from the mark, lest he sought help. So, this is also supposedly a representation of man's greed. Um, he is he just devours everything. And just the with the like the worm like uh he has like these black yeah. worms crawling over him with and red eyes. Yeah. And like you wanna save him but like get the things off of him, but he's too far gone at this point. And that's he has no control over it. It's just he just has to devour things. So I would say that would be my number four. That that's what I was gonna say, like the the thing is, if you ever look at him in that scene, basically, he's basically like, he is, like I said, a giant boar, but he has all, all of those worms and tentacle things that are surrounding him just look so creepy. I mean, it just looks like, it's, you know, if you touch it, it's just going to envelop you and just, you know, tear you apart. And that's, I think that's kind of the scary and freaky thing about it, is just the way they animated it just looked like it was just so icky, I guess, if that makes sense. But, oh, yeah. I mean, you, you obviously have the added added thing of, you know, if you touch it, you get cursed anyway. So, you know, I don't know. It's he's um, I, I can see that. I, he's he's a very, I guess you can say like a very interesting philosophical demon. You know what I mean? Um, I, I just think his backstory is super interesting too. So, have you guys ever seen Princess Mononoke at all? Yeah, I'm always super impressed by the animation on him. Like all the ten, like the tentacle, like leeches, tendrils, and all that. It's so like grotesque. Mm-hmm. and it's such like a great scene when he's like ravaging like the countryside and all that like yeah i think it's truly terrifying but yeah it is like like the sad terrifying like oh you know he's not a monster he's we need to be better to the environment <laughs> but mm-hmm. i no i think that's a great pick i would never mm-hmm. have thought of that so mm-hmm. all right then all right so we're on number mm-hmm. Two, I believe, or three? Three. three. So back to you guys, number three, I think. Yeah. Okay. So number three for us mm. would be Chainsaw Man. Yeah. From the Chainsaw, Chainsaw Man, Man series, if any of you heard from it. And uh, I did. How best to describe it. So he's essentially a guy with uh, chainsaws in his arms and in his head 
sometimes legs or chest depends on really where he's uh, going for but usually arms and head and he slices up demons with the aforementioned chainsaw arms and that's pretty much it that's the whole character right there (laughs) i think the greatest thing about this series is the power set is very simple but interesting it's a chainsaw man is a very like relatively new manga in shonen jump but the world and powers are just so great and especially chainsaw man so every demon which he is gets their powers from how much humans and demons fear them so a chainsaw is like relatively scary horror movies you know like love to play that up so like yeah he's gonna be really super strong and badass and he's pretty much they call him the hero of hell so he gains more power because he is ruthless and murders demons like willy-nilly so demons fear him which gives him the most power you know in perspective there's also things in chainsaw man like tomato devils which not scary, you know. Nobody's scared of a fucking tomato, unless you're allergic. You might be scared. Mm-hmm. So, I it's a great series. If you haven't checked it out, conveniently we have two episodes of the Comic Crusade about Chainsaw Man. So, huh? If you want to check those out, go follow. But have either of you read Chainsaw Man or seen any of I, it? I have not. No. I'm going to read it now. Oh, this, that sounds fucking awesome. It's, oh, it's so good. I highly recommend it. I follow it every week. So I know so does Brian, and it's one of our favorite series. It is, honestly. It's All very right. unique, I want to say, the way like it tells the story. And <laughs> sometimes the art style and the way that, like, I'm not going to get into it, but there's like a specific chapter that came out recently that just was amazing and just creative, in my opinion. So... But but more on the monster side, he is very like strong, no weakness. He can recover from anything as long as he has blood to consume. Like Brian said, his powers are literally just he can spawn chainsaws for every everywhere on his body. So he's pretty much unbeatable and he's just a chainsaw. Like that's pretty rad and scary. (laughs) All right. All right then. Well that's a good one. That's a good one. You man, do you mind if I take this next one? Okay, so my pick is. Do you mind? Do you mind if I take this next one real quick? Do you mind if I take the next one real quick? Go ahead. Okay. Well, um, I think for the next one for me, I would um, I I was just thinking one that I think hopefully everybody knows. Um, if you've ever seen Dragon Ball Z. Um, one of the one, one of the, I guess one of the villains that scared everyone when we were younger would probably, I would say, be Cell. Um, if you guys remember, oh, I know. I, I, uh, well, you know, we'll we'll go through Cell. Um, <laughs> Cell is obviously one of the androids created by Doctor Jiro. And the thing that really scared people about him is that, you know, obviously his appearance is very gross. He looks like a mixture between a grasshopper and a cockroach, maybe. And also, um. I think obviously the thing that scares people about him is just that, you know, he goes from town to town and basically will just suck the, he will suck the life out of you with his tail and just kind of, he absorbs you basically and you become part of him and make him stronger. And the thing is like, you never, he'll, he'll just wipe out complete towns. All that will be left with people's clothes on the ground. And it, it you know, it's, it's, it's just a quick, it's, it's a very eerie kind of, 
um, carnage, I guess you could say. Um, I don't know. Does, does that does that monster still scare you guys, or is it still just kind of like whatever? I guess I don't know. I I think base form cell. So you know, stage one, he comes out of the egg. And he's right. like, yeah, and like sucks people up. Like that's pretty scary. And I know as a kid, I'm like, oh, that's creepy. But mm-hmm. then Cell does the bleach thing, where he, the more powerful he becomes, the hotter he becomes. <laughs> exactly. And he he goes from meh to yes, see, I'm Cell, I'm handsome, the Cell Games, and I, <laughs> I <laughs> like you lost me there, dude. I liked it when you were a creepy monster, which is the, which is the Cell you were talking about, the very creepy, like exactly. bug like, right? Which bug Cell? I, yeah. I fully support Bug Cell, and he should have stayed Bug Cell. Yeah, that's a good pick. Well, the, the funny thing is, like, a, a small little fun fact is, you know his second form, the one with, like, the big lips and all that shit? That's yeah. The... Like, that <laughs> was actually supposed to be his original final form in the original um, book. However, um, I think one of the editors, he told um, Akira Toriyama, he said, like, we, need, we want him to look a little bit more sleek, something similar that you did to Frieza, basically. So he decided to make another form where he kind of was, like, super handsome and you know, just to kind of keep keep the story going, I guess. But um, anyway, that's like I I don't think the second form would have been scary enough. It's it's always the first form that kind of freaks people out, because he you know he was just I I feel like he was one of the classic he he's a classic monster basically just that original form. You know you nobody really knew what he was gonna do. He you know he's how can I say he's almost he's very similar to just to regular movie monsters you know that you just don't really you know know what's gonna hit you it might be like similar to alien or something like that you know he's just all of those kind of bug-like monsters are kind of just kind of creepy I guess just to me I guess so anyway yeah so that's 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 my pick I say super cell all right all right Jeez, this is getting good this is getting good all right number two guys let's get into the 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 cream of the crop and we'll rise to the top so i think our number two is hands down the best like american comic like creation of a monster Mm -hmm. and for number two we've chosen solomon grundy he was born on a monday christened (laughs) christened on a tuesday married on a wednesday took ill on a thursday grew worse on a friday Died on a Saturday, buried on a Sunday. That what more do you need? Jeez. He's fought almost every superhero in DC, and he's pretty powerful. I would say he's like you know he's one of the more powerful like zombie type villains. You can't beat him because once he dies, he will go through the born on a Monday whole process again, right. and it literally takes like them ripping him apart and like okay we got to separate him. And, like, that's the only way we can deal with him because realistically, destroying him just restarts the process. Right. He was great. I think, like, the best instances of Solomon Grundy are not found in the comics, I think. The Arkham games, specifically Arkham City, has a fantastic boss fight against Solomon Grundy. And then Injustice 1, if you ever play against somebody who's playing at Solomon Grundy, he's a great character and very fun in that game. All around great monster uses the tombstone and all that. Mm-hmm. I love him. Well, can I ask you? Is there any? Um, you guys may not know this, but how how um, 
can I say? How strong is he? Like, do you know? Like, is there any kind of um, scale for how strong he is? I, I think, think he's, he's incredibly strong, though, is he? He's just like he just resilient. Yeah, he's I'd say he's Bane level. I'd say he's as strong as Bane. At least, yeah. Because the reason why I asked that is just because you know, for monsters like that, I feel like you'd have to seal him basically instead of kill him. And I feel like you know, if you are able to strategize around that, I think that would be an effective way of just kind of restraining him. I guess. Yeah, that's usually what they go for. I know Batman, especially in like the Arkham game, he uses like freeze like technology to kind of like mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, conceal him because yeah, you can't really beat him mm-hmm. in the normal sense. But you know, if you're not super strong or like Batman, you really have no answer to him because he's got super strength and just always comes back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can see that. I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I think um. I feel like in the Batman universe, there there would be a lot of ways for people to just kind of seal him up, I guess, rather than to kind of go head-to-head with him. Um, That's true. I think if you look at it in that context, he does lose some of his appeal. But I think, you know, when you isolate him, so you're not like, it's like the Justice League versus Solomon Grundy. Of course, like, they're going to figure out a way. But if you take, like, one hero, it's usually more of an or- like an ordeal. Like... I don't know. I just love seeing him up here. He's always a trick or treat. You know, he's a very treat for me when I see him like, oh, yay, Solomon Grundy's in this book. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so nice. He's always a Halloween villain. So I thought he was a perfect, like, number two for us. Just okay. Really exemplifies that Halloween spirit, I'd say. All right. All right, then. Well, I, I can I can go with that, I think. He's, because the thing is that that's almost, that's, like you said, he's almost very zombie-like, I guess. Just because, um, I guess he can't die, basically. So, okay. Okay. Um, so for me, I think we have one that's a bit similar because you mentioned it earlier in the uh, list. But I can't. I I got mention it. I got to mention it. Um, it's gonna be the parasites from from Parasite. It, the one scene Ooh. that hooked it was the one scene where the father. It, where the wife is, uh, the wife and husband are sitting in the living room looking at each other, and she he has his arms around her, and he just opens his face and just eats her head instantly, not even like loosens it, just chomp. And you're like already scared, you're like already freaking out. But the the main thing that freaks you out the most is you hear his son go, "Dad, where's mom?" And he goes, Dad, where's mom? I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) And you're he walks toward the boy and you're like, fuck, 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 no. And you're you you're like I I remember all of us just reaching out to the TV, like trying to pull him, like feeling the that that urge to pull him away. That's scary. Because the boy don't know anything, you know. So I I say that's that that yeah that's that's a scary thing. Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah, I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Parasites are very scary. I think the thing about them is that they're just. I think they are some of the most merciless monsters because the thing is, uh, throughout the series, you know, um, they are very. How can I say? How can I say they're very analytical. They love to. They're almost like they love to kill 
to experiment, if that makes sense. You know, obviously they, they killed to, for hunger, for sustenance, and then things like that. But the thing is, like, they're very, they have a very, um, they're almost like scientists, alien scientists that, you know, they, they love to test with human emotions and, and, you know, test what the human body can do. And I think in that sense, that can make them just, just so merciless because they don't, they, they, they basically treat humans like lab rats. You know what I mean? They are the predators. They are the apex predators. And they just don't have any kind of remorse for the actions they do. You know, nowadays we'll be like, oh, you know, you can't test this on this animal or, you know, we, we can't treat this animal this inhumanely, basically. But they have no constraint with that. They create, they, they will make a human into a mouse, basically. And I think that's what really is just kind of freaky about them. They don't have any kind of constraint on what they can do. It's almost like a Nazi scientist just experimenting on people and not having, you know, any kind of constraint. I think that's what freaks me out about them a lot. All right. All right, here we are. All right, so number one. So before, well, hold on. Before we get to number one, let's do a quick. Let's each give um, about thirty seconds to do some honorable mentions for some monsters. You don't have to explain exactly why. You can give like a smart, short sentence, but just some honorable mentions on what are some of the scariest movie monsters. We can each go for about thirty seconds. Um, you guys, you guys can go first, but. Um, just rapid fire really quick about 30 seconds what is a special mention that you'd like to talk about really quick so go ahead and shoot uh frankenstein agent of shade from dc he's frankenstein he's got a big sword love him uh dracula from billy uh what's it billy and mandy the grim adventures of billy and mandy he's great he's old dracula hilarious love him Brian, do you have any? Oh, Grim. He's kind of scary. <laughs> I, I think Mandy would be uh, Mandy would be scary. But anyway, she, oh yeah, she would be, of course. She she's the real villain in that show. But anyway, I mean, like Grim. Oh, like imagine if Grim was like actually like a serious character. I feel like he'd actually mm-hmm. be a more of a threat than you know, these little cartoony what have you. Mm-hmm. He's got a wild arsenal of powers, and he's got that little psycho, and he's a skeleton, crying out loud. It's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. All right, then. He-Man, what about you? No Face from um, Spirited Away. Um, mm. Without a doubt, one of the most weird and creepiest. Uh, and again, another example of greed um, and gluttony. Um, I remember a scene in the movie where he makes gold out of dirt using one of his abilities um which he can do alchemy with and he rewards all these workers and with food and everything and then he devours everything and i remember one scene where two of them were just like scared out of their minds and he goes you're still smiling and he just eats them and this is a little similar to cell where if he eats something he gains something from it. So, like, mm-hmm. before he couldn't speak. But because he ate somebody, now he can speak. Um, it's creepy beyond measure. Um, I cannot remember this monster's name, but it was in the uh, in Avatar, The Last Airbender, where he had to go, or Aang had to go to the spirit world and talk to this uh, monster. I remember that um, if he showed any emotion from this monster, it would steal his face. 
Um, I remember. I think it was called the Face Dealer. Yeah, you see, and like in the in the in the um, cartoon, you see him switching faces. Like you had, he had a face of some type of monster. Then he had a face of a beautiful woman, and it was just like any like one moment in that conversation with Ang. Ang showed a little bit of emotion, and he just like quickly just got right in his face and then Aang had to like switch back because if he showed any more emotion that monster would have had literally the face of the avatar that's scary mm-hmm. like you can't even show emotion with this guy because his power is that great um but yeah that was that's okay. for me <laughs> all right uh well for me really quick i will say godzilla the original and also the the actual good iterations not the fun fun kid-friendly one yeah. Uh, the Japanese version, obviously. Um, I will also say uh, Mumra from Thundercats. If you guys have ever seen Thundercats, just look at his transformation online. I was always deathly afraid of that because I imagined him coming through the screen at me, his slobber and all of his uh, powers flying at me. And um, I think that's about it for me. So I think those are some of my... Oh, and also one more, I guess, just another childhood favorite would probably be um, Lord Zed from Power Rangers. Um, he he kind of, uh, you know, imagine, you know, giving that guy a hug. That would be kind of <laughs> gross. <laughs> you know, I think, I think, I'll uh, say think, that. And plus, he, plus he had a metal, he had a metal thong on. It's kind of creepy. That, so. thank That's you. scary. That's very scary. <laughs> thank you. I'm, All right. I, I wanted to point that out because everybody was like, no, it's like a protective thing. It's a thong. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we'll go ahead to number one. Do you guys want to go first? Yeah, we can... Okay, so look. This is going to anger a lot of people out there. but I think it's fair. Yeah, me and... Look, me and Brian, like, both can back this one. This man is a monster. And this man is none other than Masashi Kishimoto, notable author of the hit manga Samurai 8 and the little-known series Naruto. Mm Mm-hmm. This guy made Naruto, which is already should be a crime, <laughs> monstrous, <laughs> which he had in turn created the Naruto fan base, which, yeah. horrible, right. big we, monsters. We are still suffering from the Naruto fan base in 2020. The other reason we don't like weebs in the first place. But yeah, continue. Oh, God. He had a hand in helping Boruto. Oh, he, he wrote the ending of Naruto. And if, if, if you guys aren't Naruto fans... You know, just imagine you have this young shonen anime, like anime series, manga, whatever you, however you experience it, you love it. It's great. Starts off so strong, and then this monster of a man takes it and rips out the quality, and it just takes a nosedive, and that's very monstrous. He's weak, though. He has many weaknesses, which one of one is writing is a yeah, weakness of his. Lack of continuity Ooh. is huge one. But, uh, wasted plot lines, uh, overpowered characters, uh, stubby legs, power levels, stubby legs. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I could take this man in a fight. That, no, but no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I think that you know wraps up our sentiment of anger towards Mr. Kishimoto. Um, you get the idea. Do it, We're now, not too fond of him. For for our audience members, please, I don't want to scare anybody. But does he have a hankering for butterscotch candy? No idea. I don't know what candy he likes. 
I know he likes writing poorly, and that's about the extent I know about the man. Yeah, I, I think, like, in all seriousness, the way he did Naruto was wrong. Boruto is a piece of crap, as far as I'm concerned. I don't care about it. It's just, eh. You know. Um, it's, it, he try, I think he tried to, like, hey, guys, Naruto's not done yet. Here's his son. And then, like, the son, I want to punch in his face because he's a little <laughs> unforgiving brat. While his father had to literally deal with, like, being discriminated against and being held back on purpose. Not like, oh, he just did some bad thing. No, they tried to hide, Herod held him back in school just because of the fucking demon in him. Meanwhile, this kid's like, dad's never home. Your dad is the Hokage. <laughs> like, what do you want him to do? Completely leave the village unattended and play catch with you? Like, please. I'm sorry if that's mean, but I just, you know. I'm I'm not gonna I can go on for like a half an hour about Barto, but um <laughs> Couldn't we all? Yeah. <laughs> um, stupid hair, stupid face, stupid jet uh, um, <laughs> um any anything else? Anything you wanna mention? Alright, that it. The man created Sakura. That's all I have to say. <laughs> oh worst example of a female character. People were actually mad that Sakura and Naruto didn't get together. They were shipping her them two so hard, and when it was Hinata, it was like, "Oh my really? god, that's such a bad." I'm like, Hinata liked him from the very. That's the only good thing he ever did. Does that <laughs> make sense? The, the, the Naruto Sakura uh, fan base, yeah, no, that was that toxic fans. I would rather see Naruto end up with Sasuke than Sakura. Yeah, that would be more realistic. Honestly, that would be more don't rebuff a guy for literally the beginning of his manga career till the end, and then like just get him, like get him. No, that doesn't make any sense. I know there was like an actual, there's a chapter like where like she confesses to him, and I remember reading this and going, "No, I don't buy it. This is weird." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, good idea on him for not uh, not taking that road. Yeah. yeah, so I bet you guys cannot top that with oh. a scarier number one. Oh, I can, and I will. <laughs> there is a anime. Now they tried to remake it. Don't watch the remake one, please don't. Um, just trust me, don't. Um, but there is an anime called Berserk, and there is a group called God Hand. These are demon sovereigns who act as executioners of the idea of evil's will. Now, the idea of evil is give me a second. Is the idea is the will of humanity's collective consciousness manifested in its own origins to the species yearning for transcendental reasons regarding its existence, the reasons for pain, the reasons for sadness, the reasons for life the reasons for death, the reasons why their lives were filled with suffering, the reasons why their deaths were absurd, humans, the reasons uh, wanted reasons for destiny that keep transcending their knowledge. Um, this thing produces those uh, produces those particular reasons. Now, this particular group has uh, I believe um, five members and if you allow me I'll go through each one very quickly um, so void is the 
Um, Void is a member of the Godhead and is serving as the major antagonist for the Berserk series. He is instrumental in, the, um, in Griffith's sacrifice in the Band of Falcons. Now, just take a moment to hear this appearance. Void features particularly a diluted skull with a large exposed brain clothed in a long coat with high pointed collar while he stands. He appears cloaked, his cloak reaches the ground. His skull lacks any calvary or flesh. Um, he, thus, he ex exposes his brain to a much larger than it could be contained in a normal human skull. The skin of his inter, um, intact skull is drawn tight to the bone. His nose is missing. His lips and, and his surrounding skin are retracted by fine hooks and wires. His eyelids are stitched shut. He usually keeps his hands and arms hidden underneath his cloak. His two slender arms prove inhumanly long enough to reach past his cloak, and his hands each have six long slender fingers with long nails. Any thoughts? I thought Godhand was the hero of the story in Berserk. When I read it, you know, I thought our young, plucky protagonist, Griffith, mm -hmm. was, you know, he went on his journey, his anime journey, and big mean guts, you know, comes. And then, you know, Griffith has to, like, knock him down a peg and unleash his demon powers. You know, just so you can make a better society. Which I think, you know, in the end, Griffith was really right. Yeah. I mean, doesn't, I mean, just that scene when he messes with that little ball, that little thing on his necklace, oh. and it, and you just see it scream, and then just the sky just becomes a whole bunch of skulls and faces, and, and you see his entire army just murdered, tortured just eaten alive and guts literally chops off his arm because he's taking advantage of his girlfriend right in front of him like i'm sorry they're crazy like it was all for the betterment of humanity though i mean one of them is a sadomasochist like that's that's creepy i mean i don't you know i don't like to kink shame you know <laughs> People have what you know no, gets them off, and that's up to them. I mean, but, but yeah, true. I, I, Griffith I really didn't do anything wrong. No, I'm not. These were all Griffith. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Please, please, okay. I'm just saying these were all like violent mercenaries. You know, they had to die eventually. Mm -hmm. I think you know maybe in some some people might say they deserve it. Not me, I wouldn't say that, but I'm saying that argument could be made. I am saying, though, Griffith, Griffith was left, you know, he was a husk of his former self, couldn't use his arms, legs, anything. He had to make a deal and become part of God Hand, and he got a pretty cool, like, cool costume, and I really can't hate on that. But is it horrific, and is it terrifying what he does? I'd say yes. Oh, I will yeah. give you that. It is utterly horrific what he does for the greater good. Um, I'll, I'll read uh, Korad's uh, appearance. Korad appears as a pluckered human face with a body of massive wooden loose. 
like Yukabit, he often is seen with his hands clasped together, his expression almost never changes with his mouth never moving, his eyes never opening, except for rare instances. That's creepy. <laughs> um, they're, they're all horrifying. They're all horrifying, gross monsters with good intention. Oh, but okay. Yubik is a bit is kind of similar. He has the form of a small floating figure wearing glasses that appears to be fused into his face. He doesn't even he does not appear to have legs. Rather, he has fin-like tendrils that hang down below him. He is the smallest of the god hand and is never seen stationary or against any surface, always floating. His face consistently bears the same grinning expression with his hands usually clasped together. Just constantly smiling and it's creepy. Um, let's see here. Um, Slain is a Slain is a young girl who um, has apparently these bat-like, cloak-like wings coming from her breast and connected in another place. Um, <clears throat> you know, um, Slain is a... She's sad- my favorite member of the God Hand. <laughs> Slain is a sadomasochist who thrives on cruelty and the effect that it has on others, having influenced the foundation of pagan cults who know her as the goddess of flame and revere her to through cannibalistic blood orgies and drugs that open a person's mind to visions of the future she personifies lust and the evil associated with it uh, describing um griffith uh, griffith's um taking advantage of cassia a thing of beauty um i i can't say that word just let you know i know some of you know what i mean just not saying that word um here her perspective is perverted to a point that even being run through the abdomen with a dragon slayer while in one of her manifested forms merely sexually arouses her. Slain also appears to have lustful fatuation with Guts since the first meeting, meeting him during Guthrie's uh, eclipse, referring to him as Darling, expressing interest in his resilience and fortitude while finding his inner darkness to be most appealing. She notably brings up Gus's attempt to killing Grilith, Griffith, suggesting that he should be used to be Hereth in his position to do so. Yeah. Any any thoughts? That's the final member, by the way. I think any kind of monster group is going to be kind of really just scary and gross. You know, just kind of scary. You know, monsters teaming up is never a good thing, I guess, in my opinion. Because the thing is, like, especially when you have people, especially when you have monsters that are very calculating, that just kind of freaks me out. So. Yeah, very calculating, very, like, sadistic, you know, uh, not, in a, not in a good BDSM way, and like, in a weird murder way. Um, this group, they live to destroy humanity um, and bring death and destruction. And also, even though Guts escapes that hell, he now has to live the rest of his life fighting demons, and they're constantly waiting for him to die. Constantly, like he can—if he dies, he'll go back to that plane. Like that—that's—that's that's his fate forever. Like he has to continue to live, so that he can kill Griff, Griffith and 
I guess, get revenge on him, like, taking advantage of his girlfriend. Um, I think him and his girlfriend are the only two survivors of that party. That's about it. So, yeah. Any thoughts? Any disagreements? I agree that they, yeah, they're a very horrifying and disgusting group of heroes. But, yeah, they're very spooky, very scary. I would never want to be Guts in that story, having to deal with them. I mean, you would have to literally cut off your arm for your woman, basically. Yeah, I'm too squeamish for that. No, thank you. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, any, any, like... She would She would understand. I'm sure she would. Which position would, like, would you, I want to ask, would you... If you were offered um, Griffith's uh, position in that group, would you take it? Yes. Really? Even yes. All, without way- a, he gets super. I, I will take anything to get superpowers. You do. I will crush the little egg, the screaming egg, and gain the powers of evil if that's what it takes to get superpowers. You do know you have to do things. You know. I mean, I don't have to. That's just path griffith chose you know that's his like thing i'm not into that <laughs> i actually want to see that like just you just becoming it and just like being this nonchalant like demon like hey look i ain't about that life okay so like look you know, i'll i'm doing that no thanks i just want the powers please i just, I just want the powers I'm gonna yeah i just up. want the superpowers i want the cool the cool wings i love his cape his cape is epic <laughs> Capes are nice. Yeah. Who doesn't I mean, like capes? Yeah, his cape and his helmet are epic, like the way they had it. I was like, ooh, nice. But yeah, so um any more honorable mentions? Like any one you might want to mention or forgot or actually I thought of one. <laughs> um this is actually from a manga. They actually made it into a movie series too. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know if you guys have ever um, looked at Junji Ito's work, but uh, have you ever seen Tom- Tomie at all? I've seen some of his work, not that one in particular. Okay. Uh, just to explain that one is, you know, she is basically a beautiful woman. Not something you would expect from a monster, the but she monster. is a monster. Um, basically, Tomie will, uh, she kind of seduces men and women. And she will basically seduce men and women with her beauty, obviously. And the person who she seduces will become so obsessed with her that eventually that they will want to kill her because for various reasons, mostly because they do not want to see her with someone else. Um, If you've ever seen the Tomie series, the movie series or the manga at all, this can um, this can come in many different forms. Um, I think some of the. some of the more popular ones are one time one guy was traveling in the snow in the middle of nowhere and he found Tomie and apparently she had brought a man out there and drove him crazy in the middle of the cold and he abandoned her hopefully hoping that she would have frozen to death but the thing is Tomie like I said she is a monster you can cut her head off uh, she can bleed to death you can they've, she's been chopped up to death millions of times many times she's been you know, just any kind of any kind of way you can think of that can try to kill her, burn her, anything, she will always find a way to come back. And not just that, 
um, in one of the manga, it was actually revealed that she can actually multiply herself. And in one of the manga, uh, there was a man who was walking around a lake in the middle of nowhere, and he found her dead body. But come to find out, there were multiple Tomies at the very bottom of the lake that were consuming anyone that came by, basically. And you know one of her signature signs that you know it's Tomie is basically she has a mole under her left eye, I believe. And, you know, basically she is just, I, I think the thing that scares me about her is that she's just very unstoppable in the sense that, you know, she can't die. She can basically seduce anybody she wants and have anything she wants. And really she almost has the mind of just like a spoiled little girl. And, you know, there's, like I said, I think that's the thing that kind of scares me. The the monsters that scare me the most are the ones where you can't really stop them. There's nothing that can stop them. Right. And um, that's that's just me, just honorable mention. I'll just mention that just really quickly. I think um, that's the one that popped out to me. And she will, you know, like I said, she'll eventually, if you end up hating her, she'll kill you, find some way to kill you, and then just keep going along and find the next guy she wants to get with, or girl, basically. So if you, if you haven't seen Junji Ito's uh, Tomie series, I kind of recommend that one. So, yeah. Back to you guys. Go ahead. Um, beautiful women. The true evil. Yeah, we husband. don't really have any other honorable mention. I think we got all ours out. All right. All right, then. All right. So, you guys, anime fans and any comic fans... This will go ahead and bring us to the end of our Halloween special, our top monsters in anime manga comics. So, we hope you guys enjoyed that. And we hope you have a happy Halloween. Any last remarks for you guys you'd like to add? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I don't have anything anyway, unless you do, Nick. I was going to say, if you enjoyed me or Brian, you can always, you know, look up the Comic Crusade podcast. Mm-hmm. It's on Spotify iTunes, oh, you know, no. all the words. Nick must have been, or follow been us on at Crusade underscore comics on Twitter yeah. to hear more from us. But definitely thank you guys for letting us um, be on Brian, your show. Did you so. want to maybe like um, tell people where they can find you um, on social media or anything like that? Oh, yeah. No, I'm not the best person to ask for any other information at all. Nick, he's the one who handles all the uh, technicalities. So I know we've got a Twitter. I think that's most of what we have, right? Isn't that right, Nick? Yeah, just the at crusade underscore comics on Twitter. That's where we are. You're going to have to find Nick. Um, I'm actually on their Twitter right now. Um, on just a second. Um, you can find them on at crusade underscore comics on Twitter. They have a lot of funny stuff. I've been actually following them for all this week. I like one po- one post where you guys was like, this is where I put my official, uh, officially released copy of uh, Kogan Ashura manga, if I had one. <laughs> oh, that, that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. I love that meme so much. Um, yeah, well, we enjoyed having All you right. guys. We enjoyed having you guys here. And feel free to come by anytime if you guys want to um, collab again. Um, hopefully not on Halloween, but <laughs> on Hallow's Night. Um, but yeah, um, we are, um, going, we are currently, um, for those of you, I guess, for your fans, as well as the nation, we are currently working on our first manga. We're getting everything done. Um, 
it's coming together very well um we'll publish it very soon for you guys i know there will be a lot of people ready wanting to review it so calm calm your tits i know you guys want to review it but we're getting it done and you guys can pick it apart as much as you want um so thank you guys again for uh, coming from the comic crusade and um it has been a night to remember i'll say it's been fun thank you guys for joining us thanks for having us and this brings us to the very end so hope you guys have a good happy halloween and we will see you guys next time stay safe don't take any syringes or um, wooden wooden coins children All right. Bye bye. All right. See you. 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 Bye bye. Thank you.